This is Milo's Heart, and you're listening to Cashers Corner Podcast. Welcome back to the Cash's Corner. We're your hosts, Reverend Slippery and Zor, and this is the April 2013 edition, um, as promised at the very, very tail end of the month. So um, this month we're going to be talking uh, with Milo's Heart, or half of Milo's Heart, I guess. We're going to be talking with Gwen from Milo's Heart. The half that talks, the other half is silent. <laughs> um, about the Come Out and Play contest, a little bit about the Mega, and a tiny, tiny little bit about Cash Emporium. Um, and uh, beyond that, we're going to... Uh, talk i'll get the the big spiel out on fundy since the news came out yep. that fundy is happening uh so we'll talk about that a little bit um so i'm gonna leave that for now we'll yep. come we'll come back to that um so just a couple of things wanted to uh, to mention so there's not much in the way of geocaching news that i've heard of nothing nothing too uh too major i haven't seen any ground speak stuff or gps An email stuff. come out today about a red wrench if you see a red wrench, that means you have you need maintenance needs to be done on your cache. Oh, I just got that yeah. email. I saw that so, come up. So that's not an issue for me. I do my maintenance. I'm not bragging, but I do do my maintenance. Um, but for some people, they might need to be hit with that wrench. Yeah, I am you know? actually. I have one cache that's disabled. My Eagle Ridge View by Jones Lake. Yeah. Because that one keeps going missing, and I'm sure it's people across the street. Because I'm sure they see me go to that tree every time I replace a cache. So, might be time to retire it. Yeah, and the only reason why I haven't retired it is of the f- the five first caches I ever hid. Yeah, I only have two left, and that's one of them. Okay, there's yeah. that one and the one in the YMCA parking lot. Yeah. and so I'm kind of you know I don't really want to let it go, but it, it does get muggled quite a bit. So, um, but in 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 just other little news, just little tidbits, um, we'll kind of give you the uh, the heads up here to our our few listeners that we do have out there is that the first. Swag from Cash Up New Brunswick will be available um, at the Fundy event in May. So that's May 18th? Yes, Saturday. Yes, May 18th, the long weekend in May. Uh, We actually have lanyards that have been produced. They will be available for sale at Fundy. Um, So hopefully, I might at some point, as soon as I have them in stock, um, actually might put something on Cash Up or you can just check them out when you come to the event. Um, But all funds that we get from that that go... Anything that's over and above the cost of the lanyards will go towards other stuff, whether it be the shirts or the coins later in the year. Um, so, you know, we... Yeah, we're not making money off Yeah, this. we're not making any money <laughs> off it. It's purely going right back into the other stuff that we're doing. Um, and they're, by all accounts, the prototype I saw was really nice. It looked really, really good. Yeah. Very, very solid. They're the detachable ones that you can, you know, wear around your neck and then pull the little clip and... and it's the lobster claw, you called it? The lobster claw the on, on it. The end, yeah. So you can, you can clip it to your, your carabiner, the, back, the clip on the back of the, uh, yeah. on the GPS. So it should be pretty good. So those should be available. Uh, those will be available at Fundy, um, at, the, at the event, um, and at the breakfast, and then... You can get them through Cash Up NB or uh, through Cash Emporium once uh, once that's all done. Um, got a little bit of feedback on the T-shirt design. Nothing too serious. I'll be perfectly honest. It's gone nowhere because I've been too busy and wanted to get the lanyards taken care of. You know, one one piece of swag at a time. 
So uh, I had a couple of really, really good suggestions from the, from the uh, post I put on Cash Up, so we'll see what, uh, what happens with that. But I wouldn't expect to see those until later in the year. Maybe you can contact Reebok or Nike and they can make like a jersey for, like they do <laughs> yeah. for the professional sports. Yeah, well, well, that's what we'll do. We'll get yeah. right on that. Yep. With names and numbers on them. Oh, that'd be sweet. <laughs> yeah. um, there's a work in progress. I, I don't. We don't talk a lot about these other programs that we do just because, you know, sometimes things happen and sometimes they don't. But I thought it would be kind of a worthy thing since we don't get a lot of buzz out of there. Um, but I, I was contacted by another geocacher in uh, the St. John area where the, uh, the St. John Exhibition is looking to do a geocoin program. Um, so I was talking to Marakma, I think that's how you say her yeah. geocaching name, and uh, so we're going to be working with her and, uh, and, and St. John to, to put that program together. Um, so hopefully that will be coming, I think it's in August, so you can keep your eye out in the St. John area for another you know, coin challenge program similar to what you know, we're all familiar with. Um, so I haven't heard anything more on that. It's, it's kind of a, a work in progress, but thought that might be uh, something people are interested in. It might actually be set up. Cash Up might have a little spot at the... Yeah, exhibition. we're going to have a table. So when they have the exhibition in August, we're going to have a table that will be there. Um, just, just one of the days. Yeah, one of the days of that exhibition will be there. Um, so you want to talk to us, you want to learn more about us, or you just you want to see what it's all about, you can come on out. Yeah, we don't really have a lot of um, people from St. John that, that, we, that really are on our website. Yeah. There's a few, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah, love there's to, lots of cashers down there. Yeah, yeah, I would love to see a little bit more uh, interaction with St. John, which is why I was really, really yeah. interested in this yep. program because yep. you know, get our kind of get our feet in that area. Uh, speaking of doing, uh, putting tables at spots. So this Saturday, I will have a table uh, for cash up at the Harvey Outdoor Festival in Harvey, New Brunswick. So just a little table, flyers talking about what geocaching is. You know, it's it's an outdoor festival, so talking about things you do outdoors. So just basically, I know. saw their their uh, poster that they have up that they're advertising, and it just says that there will be some outdoor sporting groups okay. set up. So I guess that's where we would fit in. I yeah. will be sitting on the bank of a river in PEI fishing. <laughs> so you enjoy that. I will. I will. I will be uh, going out there for the day. It'll be an early morning and a late day, but uh, yeah, just hanging out and and you know letting people know about what geocaching is and what Cash Up does and. And talking about all that kind of stuff. I find now when I've done these things, and, and even when I was at NBCC there a couple weeks ago, a lot of people know what geocaching is. They say, oh, I know it exists. I know it's something about this. Yeah. But they don't understand the details. So when you explain to them, they say, oh, that's really cool. That's yeah. Kind of, that sounds like fun. Yeah. Until, you know, but it's one of those things you know what it is, but you don't really know. So it's really getting mainstream now almost. So yeah, yeah. People, people, people they've heard of it, but they don't necessarily know, you know, much yeah, much so about it. So that's, this helps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's that's the idea: trying to pr promote geocaching in our province and, and doing things in different areas. Yep. Um, also, doing a course for some senior citizens on Monday. Yeah, uh, that's at the NBCC. That's, yeah. that's at the NBCC here in Moncton. Um, mm. So I'll be doing a uh, basically intro to geocaching. Uh, for I believe it's the Tantramar Seniors College is the name of the even it's being done at the tech but that's the, what he called it. Yeah, uh, I want to I want to discuss that just for a quick second. It's not sure. really geocaching related, but if anybody has any active seniors and you, your parents yourself could be, this is a great program they have, and uh, they run it for you pay a hundred dollars for the year, and they run these courses. I'm I'm thinking every quarter maybe I'm not okay. 100 yeah, sure. Yeah, I think that's right. And they offer courses on some of the most random things you'd ever think of, but for seniors, because there was 
uh, travel tips for seniors was a course you could take. Okay. It was geocaching. There was how to use your iPad, how to use your, your Samsung tablet, um, how to decorate, uh, decorating 101, uh, mm. re how to recycle old things and, and make them new. And it was many, many... That's uh, a uh, uh, thing on sleeping. How do seniors help you get better sleep? Oh, a really? Lot, it was probably 25 different courses. Oh, wow. Just at this one thing that these seniors could take as many as they want for the $100. And they do it, and they move it around. Some are in Tanjamar, some are here. Okay. And it's a great program. I'm not hmm. really sure. Uh, if anybody is looking for information, we can get you in contact with somebody. Sure. Contact. But um, if you have a senior in your life, and they're, they're active, and they're looking for something to do, and get out and learn new things and try new things. Hmm. It's a great little a, a great little thing that they're running there. And the, the people were very nice, and it's all run by volunteers. Really? Oh, so that's cool. There's just, the money they charge is just for, you know, uh, there's always Incidentals. expenses yeah, and stuff. Expenses so, and anyway, it's a great little program, so it'd be interesting if you're, and I'm, I don't know what they start seniors at, if it's 55 or 65, but. Hmm. Still, though. Yeah, it was, I really enjoyed it, and I think it's a great program. Cool. Yeah, because you were there for when they were doing the registration. I did for the sign up, so people could yeah. ask questions and stuff. And I had quite a few people interested in asking questions. Yeah, and yeah I got the the uh, yeah. the organizer sent me the list of students that were going to be there, and uh, yeah, because many of them are going to be doing. Want they're going to bring their iPads, and they want to yes. learn more about using it with their iPad or their iPhone or their or their their phone that they have. So I'm going to kind of tailor the course more for that type. I mean, I'll still bring yeah. a GPS in that and hide one. And of the, the official app, because that's, you know, they yeah. may want to use that. Yeah, and and kind of, you know, break them in easily to that. They don't yeah. know anything about what it is. So you do the standard spiel about what it is and where yep. it came from, and this is what the containers are and all that kind of stuff. So It'll probably be an enjoyable one. Yeah, yeah. The it's small class, too. The people so. that signed up seem, you know, are really keen. So yeah, really yeah, keen. that's that's good. So Cool. Cool. Um, so beyond that, we, there's no no other news. I put a little thing in here. I wanted to, to tell a little story. I uh, I went on a a vacation trip. Uh, it was last week and, and kind of finished just a couple days ago. I went down to uh, the Galapagos Islands. So if you're not familiar with where those are, they are uh, in in the country of Ecuador. So if you go into South America and you look on South America, and there's the country of Ecuador, which is basically on the the equator. Well. Near the equator, um, but it's actually on the west side of South America, and the Galapagos Islands are a thousand miles west of Ecuador, and there's all kinds of different wildlife, and the, they're famous for their giant tortoises and such, which is the reason I wanted to go. Are they tortoises? They're not they, turtles. They are tortoises, and they are monstrosities. They are huge. <laughs> I saw your pictures. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So did you, you get to ride any? No, 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 uh, no tortoise back riding. Oh. <laughs> I wanted to go tortoise back riding. Big, big rule: you can't. You weren't allowed to touch any of the wildlife. I wanted. I was actually going to try and pet a sea lion. Yeah, they were. They're in the middle of the streets. I'd rather pet a tortoise than a sea lion. And uh, but I, I got close enough, and he started growling at me, so I walked away. Um, but the turtles, they're they're very very old, like. There was one that was a small one, and he's, oh, he's middle age. He's only 70, because they live to be 150 to yeah. 200 years old. And he's like, he was a small guy. I mean, he was small for a tortoise, for yeah. a, a giant tortoise, he was small. But, you know, compared to some of these Could other ones. Did you pick ones, him up? Uh, no. No. Was, <laughs> no was, not me. <laughs> you he, can't, we can't touch him anyway. No, so. but would it, at a middle age, would you think you'd be able to lift him, or is he like three, 400 pounds? No, I, you know what? I have no idea. I you, really have You I know mean, what I mean? I, I like You're not he, a tortoise expert. No, I'm not a tortoise expert. Anyway, the, the point I was trying to get at was that I went I went down there and, you know, I'm in another country. I wanted to get a geocache. And so um, 
there's a place called Post Office Bay on the island of Florena, and they have, uh, there was a gentleman, he's a videographer, he does uh, videography work for some magazine, and he had hit a cache on Florena Island in Post Office Bay, and it went missing. And when I knew that I was going to be there, I'm like, oh, I sent the guy an email and said, hey, do you want me to replace it? So uh, one of anybody else that may have bought one of those rock caches from Cache Emporium, it had the, the rock on the top with the tube, with the tube underneath yeah. it. That why one of those is now sitting about I don't know five feet from the barrel in the post office bay. It's it's in the ground. I put the the post the tube in the ground and covered it with sand, and it totally blended in. Put a link to this in the notes. The, yeah, I'll, I'll try. I'll see if I can put a because uh, I have a I ha I uploaded a picture I think of uh, of the area where the cache is at. Yeah. So I'll, uh, I'll I'll put that in the show notes. So. Yes, so I replaced the cash for the guy, so I traveled like 5,000 miles to do, uh, to do a throwdown. <laughs> that is quite the throwdown. <laughs> it's quite the throwdown. So. But it was all arranged and planned and approved, and he, was, he appreciated it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there was, I wouldn't have just done that, and especially given that it's a, it's a, uh, it's a national park. And I believe he mentions that in the listing, is it not, do not replace this cash without my permission? Yeah, yeah. Cause he, he doesn't want people dropping them he, there. He said that, too. He, he mentioned it to me. He says some other people have haven't been able to find it, and yeah. then they drop their own, and he says when he's been back, he's taken out the replacement caches because they were unauthorized. Uh, so that's why I, I was very careful to email him and say, look, you know, yeah. can I, and, he's, and so I replaced it, and I'm like, you know, do you have any problems with me logging fine? No, 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 please, you know, you did the work. Thank you very much. And so, uh, so I got that, and I got, I was telling you earlier, I got the, uh, the Sleeping Lion Earth Cache, which is these two rocks when it was just infested with sharks it was like probably a dozen sharks that were swimming around and we were all snorkeling with the sharks which is pretty what, freaking what awesome. type of shark uh hammerheads yeah they had hammerhead sharks um i uh, they called them reef sharks or white tipped yep. reef sharks yep. i know those were the two and there was a third species but i can't remember the name of them and most of them were pretty like you're you're on you're not scuba diving yeah, you're, you're on, on the water so you're snorkeling so they're probably a good 15 feet below you but then some of them got pretty close like one of them was probably less than 10 feet away and in another bay that we were in there was one that went like really really close to everybody but the the tour guide said the sharks will leave you alone he yeah. says but the moment you cut yourself you get that out of the water yeah. because the moment they smell the blood they're going to come for you but as long as you weren't bleeding or cut and there was no issues they will completely ignore you and that's exactly what they did, because the tour guide's got his, he's snorkeling with us, and he's like, and he'd stick his head up, and he'd go, hammerhead, hammerhead, come here, come here, and he'd be pointing his arm in the, in the water, so I'd be, you know, putting my head in and, and looking for it. So uh, I have a, a GoPro camera, maybe I'll try and snap a few uh, stills there and, uh, yeah, that's cool. and show you. So Anyway, just a little story about uh, far off, uh, far away caching. Oh, and while I'm thinking about it, big thanks to Polly. I went out today. And snagged 24 of his caches in the Kent Hills Wind Oh, that's Park. where you ended up? Yeah, I went and I did 24 up there, and I did three challenge caches in the city today. Excellent. So, uh... Well, I had an excursion, too. You were in the Galapagos Islands. I went to Saskatoon. <laughs> let me the tell you. far off land of Saskatoon. There's huh? not much to do in Saskatoon in April, let me tell you. I'd managed to find five. I found it a virtual. But what, what I thought was really cool, they have a, a cache called Caching for Dummies. Geocaching oh, yeah. for Dummies, you were telling me. and it's out front of the library. You have to go in and find it inside the library. And as I'm looking through the log, the, 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 the online logs, I notice that Heath Tree, who's probably going to hear this, <laughs> and uh, VP Pad or VB Pad? VB Pad, yeah. VB, 
uh, DNF that cache. Oh, really? But I found it. Oh, nice. So, yeah. So I'm just going to rub that in. Good, good. They were, the, they were the only names I recognized, and they both were DNFs. So I managed to find that. And that's cool. Just to let them know, it wasn't in the book. <laughs> was, oh, yes, that's what you were saying. It, it was right? actually a, a magnetic under the shelf. Now, I ruined it, but I don't imagine we have too many Saskatoon listeners here. Uh, that I, I'm going to ruin that for them. It was a magnetic key holder <laughs> under the shelf, not on, not in the book. Oh, that, see, that's that's good misdirection, though. Yes, but and people had tried to sign the the back of the book as a log. <laughs> yeah, it's not quite like the most the, the conventional library yeah. caches where it is a book. But I think Saskatoon actually it, it looked like a nice spot for geocaching, maybe in the summertime. Yeah, there was still quite a bit of snow, and it was still quite dirty then. Yeah, you know that that spring dirt that's all over everything. So that's but, in. Saskatchewan? Saskatchewan, yes. Yeah, see, I don't have that province. Yeah, and right along the river, and there was a lot of caches. They have a park that follows along. Oh, yeah? There's a lot of caches. They had two events that are happening this week there, so they must have oh, an active community. That sounds cool. There was a CETO and something else going on really close to my hotel next oh, week. Oh, yeah. really? So, speaking yeah. of uh, speaking of CETOs, I wanted to mention that because it actually, I know Z Martello mentioned it in the uh, in the scribbles today. Yes. And I saw it on, um, I saw it on the I saw that group, picture as well. And um, so... In the, the list of recent events, uh, I just had CEDOs, because we'll, we'll talk about the Bye Bye Winter Bash events and stuff afterwards, but uh, there was also a series of CEDOs that went on over the course of the last, I think yeah. it was last last weekend as well. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm going to read it right here from Facebook. It says, great turnout at the uh, at the CEDO in Quispamsis, collected in approximately two and a half hours, 83 bags of garbage, great job by all that attended. And there is a picture. It's a really, really nice picture. shows all the garbage and a great, That's great a big That's a lot group. of garbage. That is a lot of garbage. And I know that, uh, while well, Gwen was saying, yeah. uh, the K57 did a... At a school. Did a, one at a school, and they had a great turnout and did a lot yeah. of cleanup there. So, um, And I know that there were I know there were several uh, CEDOs going on yeah. that weekend. So big, big kudos to everybody for yeah. doing uh, That's great. for doing CEDO events. Uh, fantastic event. It's a great idea. Uh, we, you know, I'm... I'm I don't like cleaning up garbage, but it's still good to go out and, and to give something back because we do spend so much time on those trails and in parks and stuff. And it, it you know, two and a half hours of your time to do a little bit of volunteer work, that's not, that's not a big deal. Yeah. Um, so big kudos to everybody who uh, participated in the, uh, in the CEDO. I, I did my CEDOing in Galapagos by replacing a faulty cache. That's my, that's the only, uh, the only uh, CEDO I've done, although I, I did, uh, clean out a little bit of junk today when I was out so uh, but uh, was not able to end, attend any of those CEDO events maybe next year um, the Bye Bye Winter Bash events um, I'll leave that to to Gwen she's going to yep. talk about that when we uh, we have her on here uh, shortly um, there was a cash exchange they said the Mother's Day edition I think that's either that happened or is it happening I think it's happening now that I think about it I saw yeah. it on the list so we'll say that that one's uh, coming up and as always, the breakfasts are always ongoing. Those are uh, they're still quite popular. I noticed the the month. Oh, of... uh, um, Cable Guy's got his event at. Um, yes, I actually have that. He's got his uh, at the at Trite's uh, the maple, maple maple was it the maple syrup? Yeah, yeah. With a with a breakfast, so. Oh was, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're gonna yeah. they're gonna make some. I'm gonna be away. I'd go, but I'm going to be away. And I'm that's because that's well. this Saturday. That's yes. when I'm I'm gonna be in Harvey as well because I. I was looking for someone to come with me, but uh, and he said he would come, but he had his own event, and that's his first event, I believe. Yes, it is his first so, event. So you know, big, he had called me. Had he had a few questions about it before. Oh, he, did he? Before he listed it, yeah. Well, you know, big. Uh, yeah. You know, best of luck to you, uh, to to Cable Guy. You know, hopefully that will go. Uh, that well, will go knowing for... Cable Guy, it'll be it'll be a good event. Yeah, absolutely. 
so since we're doing that, let's let's just mention. Um, I know there's flash mobs coming up. There's a three or four. I, think, I don't know so. if there's any around here though. I don't think in the Moncton nope. area, but nope. I saw them in the list. You know, there's some flash. Yeah, I did one last year, but I'm not going to be here this year to do it. When is the date? Is it the fourth? Uh, I don't remember it because it's. I don't know if that's you know worldwide flash mob day or something. Um, I was looking at them earlier. Let's see here. Uh, May fourth. That's what I thought. So that's we are going to be busy that day. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we have a we have a lot to do on that particular day. So. Uh, we're going to talk about that here in a minute, actually. Yeah. Um, and there's also PicPic is doing a uh, introduction to geocaching in the city of Dieppe. En français. En français, the geocachette. Yep. So if you're in Dieppe, uh, you can look at the new. Yeah, uh, the, the, the rotary is a great little place to do it. Oh, it's perfect. perfect. It is a really, really good spot. So uh, be aware of that. And like I said, breakfast is always. I was. I was saying too. I've noticed that it seems the. Uh, you know, we've talked about the breakfast before and how, you know, they're, they're yep. a very popular event. And I know they had dipped considerably in Moncton for a while. St. John and, and Fredericton seem to have been yeah. pretty steady. But uh, the last few, I've been noticing the attendance is quite high again on the uh, the Moncton breakfast. So, you know, it, I know... Spring. That, yeah, spring, lots of people are... Uh, is there one this weekend here in Moncton? Yeah, I think oh, so. Yeah, never I noticed. So. Yeah, so, uh, you know, if you're, if you're out, you want to check yep. it out, go for it. Um... And I only I grabbed a couple of names here for uh, caches. I was in, I was surprised to see Inceptor had been hiding some caches. He's yeah, like, okay. Yeah, you put a little series out there in Riverview. Is that oh is it in Riverview? I didn't know it was, that's where it was. Um, Polly, I mentioned it earlier. Yeah, I don't know he, why he's, what's up with him. He he's going nuts with the cache hiding over in the yeah. uh, the Kent Hills uh, wind farm area. He's uh, I believe Mom Park putting some up in there too. Is I'm, he? I could be mistaken. Or are they? Yeah, yeah they. Uh, yeah, I think I, I remember them talking yeah. about that. Um, yes, yeah, so that's kind of rural, and the roads are fine. I was, <laughs> I was driving down them some fast today in my little, uh, my little car, but the, they were all easy to get. Like, yeah. the, it's basically park and grabs. Like, yeah. the first batch I did were all tobacco cans. Yeah. So they were just bang, bang, Snow bang. banks are down now? Oh, yeah, yeah. You can, you can walk to every cache without issue. I know Polly had mentioned he went through the snow up to, uh. A certain body part. I, I had one, one that went over my knees. Yeah. And I just stepped in the wrong spot, and boom, I went. And then, after that, I never yeah. had any that were were an issue. So. I'll take a drive up there someday. Uh, Gray Beast is always K fifty seven NB Wiggy Cable Guy MK Legs Morash, and I'm sure there's a lot more. NB Wiggy, that's is that you referencing the, uh, the caches in Irish Town? I have no idea. I just saw the name and a bunch of caches okay. listed. Yeah, the the caches in Irishtown uh, across from Tankville on the old rail line. Okay. I don't think it's under NB Wiggy's name, but I think that's who's hiding them. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I could be mistaken, but I'm pretty sure that's who it is. Oh, I saw I saw that name. I think it was list. sort of a group hide, a, a few of them, and okay. Uh, but I believe he's the one that that did it. Okay. Okay. So yeah, there's fifth, well, almost twenty of them. Opposite oh, from Tankville School. Oh, area. so right on the other on side. On the other side of Irishtown Road and behind, probably starting with the new Moncton High is going to go in and then Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Well, I know, uh, didn't Cable Guy hide? He's up in that area. Yeah, because he, he lives he, in Irishtown. He, yeah, he's... He but hit. no, these, I believe they're NB Wiggy that hid them. Okay. Yeah, had something to do with them anyway. Um, All right. Yeah, so that, that kind of brings us to our, our, uh, our, our special guest. So yes. we'll uh, we'll uh, we'll bring out Gwen from uh, Milo's Heart, and she's going to talk about the come out and play, as well as a little bit about the mega and a few other little things. So for this month, uh, April twenty thirteen, as promised, Ken was the one that actually mentioned it last month that we would uh, we would have a special guest uh, 
from Fredericton, again, another Fredericton guest, um, regarding the Come Out and Play contest. So, I don't remember that, but I guess I did. Uh, it. You did it. I remember yeah. it very clearly. It's like, it's oh. a good idea, so I must have. <laughs> so, uh, welcome to the show, Gwen. Thank you. So, um, so the Come Out and Play contest, how about you, uh, you give us the lowdown on uh, how it went this year and participation and, and that sort of stuff. I know you, you put the stats on the website, but uh, I thought mm -hmm. maybe you might want to talk about how the contest was different this year and a little bit about it. Sure. Um, the main difference was that uh, you and Ken and Chris at uh, Cash at New Brunswick created a wonderful uh, submission and uh, approval uh, procedure for for me to use, and as well as the players, and it, I think it it seemed to be from comments that I heard much easier for the players to um, submit their their uh, tasks, and it certainly made my job much much easier. It, it probably reduced the time I had to spend by seventy five eighty percent. Oh wow! Um, it was it was just wonderful. <laughs> Uh, everything went, you know, pretty smoothly. There were some bumps because it was new to to everybody, and uh, a few things that we hadn't figured out until sort of the end. Um, for me, the biggest difference, other than the uh, lack of time I had to spend on uh, on approving the tasks, was that it it kind of took the fun out of it some of the fun out of it for me because i didn't have any interaction with the players and i didn't have any contact with the players which was something that we hadn't even considered when you know the whole thing was being built um in previous years i would send out you know two or three emails to everybody at different points in the contest and get their feedback on things at the end and and uh tell them about the bash and the bye bye winter weekend and wish them a merry christmas and you know just uh, interaction or, or contact with with uh, with the uh, players, and I would also um, because I was replying myself to every single task that was approved. I you know would make comments about photos or their logs or you know I, I had a little a bit more communication with them through through that process as well. So that's the part that I missed the most, and I think. I, I'd have to check with the players, but I think it, it may have sort of taken some of the personalization out of it, I guess, for lack of a better word. Um, but overall, it was a great success. Uh, we've learned from, you know, a few things that we hopefully can change for next year. And, uh, you know, it, it certainly made my job much easier. Well, that's uh, that's good to hear. So, I mean, it's it's, you know talking about that at least we now we kind of have a feel for you know what worked what didn't work and i actually you know you you talking about not being able to interact with the players because there wasn't as much email it kind of it starts stringing ideas in my head thinking well you know maybe you can maybe we can try and rig something into it where if you know if you approve or decline in the system you can put comments so you could actually interact with the players through the system that we're using yes uh, just that, like they can put a comment when they submit it it yeah. would be nice if I could put a comment when I approve it. Yeah, and see, one of the things, yeah. one of the things me and uh, Evil C talked about was, you know, this was the first time that we had put this together for you, mm -hmm. and um, so we actually talked. You know, this is kind of like the version one, exactly. And, and then the version two, we've kind of talked a little bit about like it automatically validating the GC codes by their uh, accounts. Mm -hmm. So when they enter in a GC code, the system would actually look up that code to see if they've actually logged it as a find and record that for you so that would even eliminate some 
not necessarily eliminate, but even reduce the need to go and look at each individual cash listing. And you could comment, oh, you know, good cash or this kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I, I think that would be a, yeah. another advantage. But I, I think it's definitely worth exploring some more interactivity with the players. Yes, and, and, I'm, I, and it, you know, like you said, this is the first version of it, and it's new to all of us, and we sort of didn't know what we needed to know until we needed to know it, and, and, and now we do, so uh, we can improve it for next year. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds Maybe integrate into the app. <laughs> they, can, they can make a claim right in the field. What? Yeah. <laughs> that would be interesting. Yeah, put a little uh, a COPE claim on the uh, CUNB app. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. cool. Um, so some of the um, statistics, if uh, you want me to go over some of them yeah. briefly and, yeah, sure. and tell everybody who won if they don't know already. Sure. Um, we had 126 players this year, which was about, I think, three or four more than last year. And a lot of new cashers. Um, in previous years, we've had um, <coughs> excuse me, we've we've had uh, a lot of the regulars, for lack of a better word, play. Uh, we had fewer of those this year, but a lot more new, new brand new cashers, which is nice to see on one hand. But it you know, it, 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 but it's also understandable that you know once you've done it a couple times, it's. You know, it might lose some of its luster, I guess. Um, but we had a lot of new players this year, and they seemed really, really um, happy to, to be out in the snow caching. We had 1,802 total claims submitted. 1,555 of them were used for scoring. The number of players who completed all 44 tasks, including the find a cache every single day of the contest, was three, and they were... Scouter Rick, Geodometer, and Wacky Jack. <laughs> True diehards. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. Um, the number of players who completed 20 tasks only was 35. The number who completed 20, or, or so more than 20, sorry, was 30. Um, and the winners, the two highest scores were Wacky Jack, uh, sorry, the two first place finishers with highest score was Wacky Jack and lowest score was Scouter Rick. The second place ones were Geodometer for highest score and Polly from Moncton for um, the lowest score. Oh, cool. Um, we had, I think, seven or eight players who scored exactly zero, so we drew a name, um, put all their names in a hat and drew out of that, and Scout Adam from Fredericton um, won that. And the final one was the closest to average, and Chatelaine from Moncton won that one. Nice. Yeah, so all in all, uh, the contest itself went very well. Uh, very, we were very pleased and and uh, hope everybody enjoyed it. So from from what we've heard, people seem to, so that's always a good sign. That's good. Now, you mentioned the fact that there were a lot of new cashers that were participating in the contest. Did did any of those cashers, or did you get a sense from any of those new cashers how they learned about the contest? Uh, the only thing that I noticed or, or sort of did get a sense of was that a lot of them, one would join and then three or four more of their friends would learn about it. Okay. Um, I, I'm not sure where they learned about it, you know, the first person, but um, I think the events, um, newer, newer cashers, once they know that events happen, they tend to, to, you know, try to go to them if they can. So I yeah. think this, I, I assume it was from the events that uh, most of the new ones learned about it. Okay, okay. 
And so just this past weekend was the, the big bye-bye winter weekend with all the different events. Yes, it was. And uh, so how did, uh, how did those all turn out? Went very well. We had four events this year instead of five. We didn't have a flash mob uh, this year. We had our, our uh, crazy bowling party on Friday night, and we had about 35, I think, for that. And that's always a, a big laugh because you're, you're not really, you're not regular bowling. You're bowling sitting on your bum, and you're bowling between other people's legs, and you're bowling with your eyes shut, and you spin around five times and then bowl. And, you know, it's just a lot of fun. And uh, then we had K57 hosted a, a CEDO in the rain uh, Saturday morning at the uh, Nastroxas Middle School here in town. And we had a good turnout for that, and he was quite pleased. Um, you know, we cleaned up the school and the, the trails all around the school. And then we had the bash on Saturday night in a new venue, which was wonderful. Um, it was bigger. We weren't crowded. That's good. <laughs> Um, it was a much bigger venue. We had uh, lots of room for the food. Cash Emporium set up a table. We had all kinds of room. The kitchen was huge, and uh, we set everything up sort of in the kitchen, and we went around the, the island to pick up your food. So it was a, a really, really nice place to have it. So we'll probably go back there next year um, as well. And it was just a lot of fun, a lot of good food and great people, and had a great crew helping me prepare and clean up and just just had a really good time how do you know how many people went to the bash i think there was about 120 cool cool yeah. so good numbers there yeah. and then uh i assume you had a breakfast or a brunch the next day we did rick uh, scouter rick hosted that at the capital curling club where we hold our monthly uh brunches okay we, normally we go to the ramada for a nice nice buffet but they were um they were booked they had uh, some kind of uh, conference in town and couldn't take us, so we uh, we went to the capital, the curling club here in town, and they put on a nice little buffet for us, cool. and that was went very well as well. I think we had about fifty five, fifty fifty five for that. Wow! So it, it definitely sounds like it was a uh, a very very fun filled and popular weekend in the Fredericton yeah. area. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So um, now, aside from the aside from the claim submission system and that being different, uh, did you learn anything? You know that from this particular round, like this particular year, uh, that makes you think about how you might do it differently in the next year. Uh, honestly, I haven't even. <laughs> I'm so glad it's over. And I haven't even thought of it that yet. <laughs> with I, I've just been so busy with the mega and cash emporium and come out and play and then the bye bye winter weekend. And it, it, I, in my mind was just let just get these two over with and then I can breathe. <laughs> so I, I haven't haven't given it any thought yet at all. Okay. Sure, I'm sure there will be you know ways that we can change it to make it better and and. Uh, you know, I at some point I hope to get in touch with the players somehow uh, to you know to get some feedback from them. Um, I'm not sure how I'm going to do that yet, but I certainly am going to give it a try. And uh, because they always have some great ideas, you know. Um, I have an idea for you, Gwen. How to make it better for the next year? So. I have an idea for you for next year. What? Make sixty tasks. Uh-huh. And people are assigned 20 of them randomly. <laughs> and they're allowed to swap out only two. And those are the ones they have to do. And force people oh, okay. to do <laughs> So let's try that. You could do, you could do, yeah, I don't know about, I don't know about that, 20 Jim. of them, but maybe like five that you just arbitrarily get assigned. That would, that's kind of a yeah, neat and, idea. And, and have a mulligan, like you know, something that you just might not be able to do. 
That would yeah. be that would be interesting. Like go caching with some friends. You might not have any friends. <laughs> <laughs> or cash in another country because I think that was one of the yeah yeah you, you know. might be able to swap some anyway. There's something to think about. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's a neat idea. Uh, cool. So that. Uh, well, that that's good to hear. I'm glad that it, the 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 contest went well, and that you know it sounds like people really really enjoyed themselves. And uh, I'm 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 sure it feels a big weight lifted off your shoulders. That kind of stuff's behind you, so you can focus a little bit more attention on some other things. Now you got nothing to do for the rest of the summer. Exactly. <laughs> I don't think so. Doesn't that segue into something? <laughs> Yes, just uh, a reminder to everybody for the mega that uh, the cutoff date for purchasing pre-registrations, coins, t-shirts, meals, etc. is May 20th, and you certainly are more than welcome to um, come to the event for no charge, but you're very limited in what you have access to, and you don't have access to purchasing coins or t-shirts or anything, so um, why would you miss out on all of that? <laughs> uh, so again, the cutoff date is May 20th, um, just to give us enough time to, to purchase everything we need and make preparations with a, with a final number, you know, in our heads, so. Okay. Um, how are the, how are the, uh, I see the sales, but how are they going? Very well. You, you guys are happy with what you're uh, selling? That's good. It, yeah, it's, very well. It's impressive, and there's a lot of numbers rolling in this last week or two. Yes, and that, and that was to be expected. The last the last month we knew would be, you know, sort of when most people finalize plans and, you know, make those decisions. So uh, we expect that the next couple of weeks will be a little bit crazy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and so just to sort of reiterate on that, because I, I heard you kind of half mention it, is the fact that if you don't have a registration, there's... My understanding from what I, uh, we've spoken about before and what I've spoken to some of the other folks on the committee was that you're not ordering extra shirts and coins that people can get at the event. Like, there may be ones, but there's there's no absolutely no guarantee that you'd be able to get something if you just show up. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. yeah so. we, we, we probably will have a few extras just in case, you know, there's mix-ups or, you know, things like that. But there will be no guarantee, there, you know, that, it, that you'll be able to get one. Yeah. What about the, the simple registration to get into the seminars? Can people pay that at the door and then attend? You can buy a registration at the door, and we, uh, we will have a f some extra swag bags and things like that as well um, so that you can attend the workshops and things. But, again, um, you probably, you know, you won't have – there's no guarantee for the coins or, yeah. or uh, T-shirts or anything. So I mean, really, that's that's the big push. Then you wanna you wanna get that pre-registration to guarantee that you can get, you know, get you want a coin, you want a shirt, you want a meal, you want all of that kind of stuff. You you really need to do it ahead of time because if you just exactly. show show up at the door and say, "Here's my ten bucks," you know, you might get half of a swag bag and no, sh not be able to get a coin or a shirt, and but you can go to the workshops, for example. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, nobody can say they weren't warned and told. Well, we've tried everything we can to, to get the word out everywhere we can. I don't know, other Just, than hiring an airplane and flying around all day <laughs> <laughs> with a, a flag, you know, trailing behind them. Um, so we, we hope we've reached everybody, but, uh, you know, you never know. Yeah, because there will be people that may join geocaching late and want to go. Exactly. Or, yeah. you know, or people that just weren't sure and didn't know and then made a final decision, but... That's yep. all. That's all you can do. You can't. You can't cover all your bases. Exactly. Well, that's that's the whole point of having a deadline. I think. So. Yes. Exactly. Yep. So. Okay. Cool. Great. So, any anything else to report with regards to the mega other than the uh, the deadline? Uh, no, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. 
other than everybody come on to Fredericton uh, July 20th, I, we're having uh, quite a few satellite events starting on, I believe, the Thursday before. Um, they haven't been published. I think they've been submitted, but uh, we're waiting for some clarification on a couple things. But So it's a great opportunity to come to Fredericton for three or four days, you know, if you, if you can. And there's uh, a tubing down the Nashwalk River event. There's a um, barbecue meet and greet. There's a clay cafe, paint your own pottery um, morning, uh, canoeing and kayaking down the St. John River. Um, there's going to be a brunch on Sunday. A bunch of different things that uh, hopefully will, uh, you know, appeal to everybody. So the 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 mag is on Saturday. So are you? Is there a satellite event on Friday evening that people could pick up their stuff? Yes, there is. We ha are having a, a complimentary barbecue Friday evening. Um, there's also uh, somebody from out of town is also going to be hosting a flash mob just before that. And about so oh, a hundred meters from where the barbecue is, we're having the um, pre-registration pickup. Okay. Which will which will that'll all go on Friday night, and then the city is also putting on a free concert uh, for us in the the square that the barbecue is being held in. Okay, that's cool. Is that an officer square? Yeah, exactly. Excellent. Yeah. I do know that the PEI cashers are planning to come up and assault Fredericton with uh, enthusiasm, finding as many as they can find. Awesome. <laughs> because so I got an email. <laughs> I got an email from one of them saying, "Do you have any puzzles solved in Fredericton that you could throw us the coordinates for to save us some time?" <laughs> I don't do puzzles. Neither do I. And Neither I was, do I. I had to apologize to him, but I couldn't help him. Yeah, I know. That's just funny. Cool. All right. Well, it it sounds like uh, you, you've got yourself. Uh, you get your hands full with now with the mega and and you know you're you're still working with doing the cash emporium. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that's uh, that's going well. Yeah. Very well. Good. Good. Good to hear. Very well. All right. So. Um, that's okay. it. We're done with you. Okay. <laughs> Awesome, thanks guys. All right, so well, thanks for calling. Uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll wrap up. All right, so our next topic of choice, Fundy. Yes, finally. Yes, finally. So if if you've been following us over the last little while, there's been a lot of people asking about, you know, is Fundy going to happen? Is Fundy going to happen? And including the staff at Fundy. <laughs> including the staff at Fundy. And last month when we did the podcast, we basically came out and said we didn't think it was going to happen, yes. uh, that we it was kind of in the hands of the park and nothing uh, Nothing had happened at that point, so uh, Ken, I will, I will put it in your hands so you can give the, the big spiel on what's going on with Fundy. Well, what changed it was um, their Facebook page and Twitter. They uh, mentioned something, somebody asked them on Facebook, and they said, yes, it's happening on May the 18th. So I went on and quickly replied, I said, really? I said, Cash Up NB, who hosts the event, has not been contacted. I just want to confirm what's going on here. And then I went on Twitter and tweeted them, because they had mentioned something on Twitter, the same day about that. The very next day, I got three phone calls. <laughs> so it is back. They had been back for a couple days and had already made arrangements to do this. Okay. And they had started the ball rolling because they knew it was time sensitive. So the gentleman that's looking after this year is not Robin. It'll be Pat McKinley. And uh, Anna uh, Holdaway is going to be our main our, uh, person in the field. Okay. So uh, Pat is looking after the logistics and Anna's looking after the uh, all the field work. Uh, so he contacted me and says, I knew it was time sensitive. I called the coin guy, uh, PhD Coins, and I got the ball rolling. We had a th quick theme, uh, the Dark Sky Preserve, and Chuck got, got on board, got a logo, got the coin. They're ordering 400 this year, trackable coins. Wow. 
Uh, he said that he, uh, he had the money in the budget to do it. They really, Funday Park loves the geocaching event because we're both like-minded groups who want to get people in the park on yeah, the trails. Yeah, absolutely, and, absolutely. And, and the cost is minimal to them, and, and we, we don't have any ulterior motives. We want what they want. So yeah. he got that started. He uh, did a couple other quick things, and he meant to call me, but it slipped, but he knew he had it started. Good. So he once um, the person who runs their Facebook and Twitter feed, who called me, <laughs> I contacted him. He made a quick phone call to me, and everything was on the go. We're doing it Saturday the 18th. I spoke to Anna yesterday, and uh, she is going out to remove all of the old caches, everything except the earth cache, of course, yes. to stay. So she is in the process of removing everything that's there now, all the old ones, because there are no coins left for the last three years. There's nothing. So there's no point in having those other than they're just taking up space. They're old. Yeah. Most people here have found them. So she's pulling everything out. They are all disabled. I disabled them yesterday. And as she advises me which ones have been removed, I'll archive. And then um, we're going to go from there. We're going to reuse the containers when possible. And now you and I are going down May the 4th. Yes. With Anna. And we are going to go out and hide as many as we can that day. Yeah. No more than 10, but we'd, we'd like to get at least 8. Yeah. Uh, we're going to try to get 10. And we haven't decided how we're going to work the passport thing for the corn yet. Um, it had brought up, I think Heathtree had mentioned this last year, about, yeah. about putting out more and rating them and having to find too easy, too medium, too hard. However, we decide it depends on what we can hide, where we hide. Yeah. And, and we'll come up with a system for that and uh, have um, a passport that you can find X number of, depending how many we get out. We get down there, we could end up hiding four, you know, but uh, I don't think that'll happen. We, we should be able to, uh, to get a few out. So, yeah. Anna is currently looking for locations. She's going to try to find uh, two or three that are uh, close to the road, parking grabs, basically, and two or three that are one to three kilometers, and two or three that are you know, five plus kilometers, so at least an hour to two hours to get some of those. Yeah. And uh, to, to make a, make it different, and they're going to focus on parts of the park where people generally don't go or they're really promoting this year. Okay. Uh, I, there will be something around uh, Bennett Lake because that is their big uh, area for their dark sky preserve. That's where they do a lot of their things. They have new lighting in the park. Oh, they, really? They have lighting that is... Uh, I'm going to say not skirted, that's at the bottom, but the way they have it set up, that it helps to keep your night vision, so when you are out sky watching. So she wants to try to get some, uh, at least one near one of these new light standards, okay. so that you can see how it's designed to keep the sky dark, how to keep it. Oh, that's a neat idea. Yeah, so she's we're, there will be some around that. There will be one near Bennett Lake. Um, and then we're just going to throw some extras in there, as we see fit. Yeah. And you and I had discussed this where the, the park is usually gone on a three-year cycle, five each year, we're thinking of just because it's getting so popular and people are finding them, maybe move it to a two-year cycle with eight to ten each year, so there will always be 16 to 20 caches in the park. And um, we'd like to make it so that you can't get them all in one day. Some people will, yeah. some people can, but we'd like to make it so that it's at least a two-day to get all of them. So I'd like to talk to the park as well. If yeah, the funding is there, about a second coin. Yeah, we were talking about that before. But that's something we'll bring up with the park where, if a bonus, if you get them all, you can you have access to purchase a special edition yeah. coin. Yeah, like if, a... Yeah, and try to make it... If we can make it cost-effective for the park. That's the big and, thing. And, and most people don't mind paying 
seven, eight dollars for a coin that they earned. As a you know, you earned that coin. It's not going and buying a coin for the sake of buying it. You earned it. So, I'm not saying that's going to happen. That's all up to the part. But that's something I want to I want to uh, hmm. run by uh, a Pat when I get a chance to talk to him. I'll fire him off an email. Actually, yeah. he's a phone guy. He doesn't like emailing. <laughs> He'd rather just do it on the phone and get it over with. Well, that's that's. So that's where Fun Day Park is. Uh, somebody had asked about why Saturday. Okay. Yeah. And um, the reason Saturday is I've noticed over the I've been there for the four out of the five years as working it. The first year I attended. Yeah. Then I was part of the ACGA, and a lot of people were saying not a lot, but we did have some people say they can't stay till Monday. They do have Monday off, but Monday was a day they needed back home. They couldn't stay. Um, they would love to have more time. So we talked to Robin last year, and she talked about maybe doing a second event. So that's why we moved it to Saturday. We're going to go from 11 to 5, so it's going to last a little longer in the daytime. Um, it's because it's always ended at 4, and yeah. there's always people rushing back. Well, then at 5, there'll still be people rushing back. But we're going to move it to 5, and then that evening, the park is hosting a campfire down in the lower pit behind the parking lot. Okay. A really nice one with the benches. They are having a campfire down there. A themed campfire that the park is putting on. There will be uh, interpreters there doing their little thing. It's always a good bit of fun to sing songs, they play games, and and you learn a little bit. So instead of having a, a geocacher's campfire separate, we're going to invite and and try to get as many people to go down and do that. Okay. And then the next morning, of course, we're having Your our Sunday morning breakfast. Yeah. They're looking into supplying drinks and coffee and maybe other things for us, and and you and I will bring yep. out some pancake pancakes and, stuff and, then and do that. That up. So that's the plan. So there'll be two official events. The campfire's going on. I remind people that it is a dry, no alcohol yes. weekend. Um, so plan for that as well. Um, and it's it's a great opportunity for people to. Yeah. I mean, it's the kicking off of the season. Yep. You know, if if you if you really if you really enjoy the Fundy program and you're enjoying going down there, I mean, camp for the weekend. Just just go down and. It's <coughs> almost enjoy. full. Oh, is it really? I believe Shigdecto North is almost full for that weekend. Oh, when wow. I went down, of course, uh, I think the res reservations desk opened, say, 8 a.m. on April 15th, and by 8.30, Nemo Daidai had texted me and saying, I'm at site such and such, have you booked yours yet? <laughs> because he wanted to make sure I was close, and they wanted to make sure that they were going to get their spot. So uh, they got theirs. I, I probably booked around 1 in the afternoon, and it was probably... Well over half, if not two-thirds, booked already. Wow, for that yeah. weekend. On the north side, yeah. Wow. Um, we do have all of the south side reserved for geocaching. The whole thing. Okay. Um, I'm working, I'm, I'm discussing with Pat, um, and he doesn't have an issue if somebody, if a group wants to tent with tents on the south side, they can. They can, uh, not near the uh, shelters, but down maybe further three or four back in the woods, if they pay their fees and they say that they're geocaching, they can book down there because it's reserved for the geocachers. Okay. So you pay your fees and you can tent there if you wish. Uh, that's not written in stone, but uh, I believe that they will allow that. So if, if there's half a dozen people in tents that want to tent together, at groups at three or four, that can be arranged. Perhaps if, if you're listening to this and you're here, we might mention that when we do a write-up as well. Yeah. To, uh, to contact me and I could I could find out just to confirm okay. or I will confirm and let people know sort of if there are a group of people that want to do there. Um, the orienteering group will be there this year. 
I believe Harold uh, mentioned that they may be down at the golf course doing the actual thing. Okay. But the night one, which is Saturday night, which really won't affect us because we'll be done, will be up at Signecto South. So yeah. they will be in there doing that. So I believe that's in, but we've sort of kind of avoided that problem this year, I hope, okay. by moving to Saturday instead of Sunday. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see how that works, but they will be around. And that's an option. Every year, it seems geocachers do go out on the night or during course. Yeah and, yeah. and have a good time. I did it one year, and I really enjoyed it. And the the, the caches themselves, you were talking about when we were going to get them published? Uh, well, as long as the uh, reviewers are okay with this, and they have been the last few years, as long as we give them lots of notice, and we, we, we will be able yeah. to give them at least 10 days' notice, um, come out a Friday evening, Six seven o'clock, and that way there people can download them, and and have them ready for the next yep. day. There is Wi-Fi at the park, and oh, yeah, stuff, so right. people will be able to Signecto uh, North. You can park there, and I believe headquarters has Wi-Fi. Okay, so there are places you can go to download them, if you if you come up Friday, um, and then they'll be ready Saturday morning. So you can just go. You can get up at six in the morning Saturday if you want and go, or you can wait and go later in the morning when the. If you want to cash with other people, yeah, and you you know you like the crowds. If you're by yourself, you could, but if you want to go and get them overnight Friday night, that's up to you. I yeah. don't care about first to finds, <laughs> and most people don't. And if somebody wants to get them, that's fine. Um, that's not what this is weekend's yeah. all about anyway. Yeah, exactly. It's more social. It's more cashing with other people and meeting new people, and uh, exploring know, the park know, too. Exploring the park. I know it's sometimes it's not as much fun when you walk up to a group and there's ten people and they hand you the cash. Yeah, but that's part of of that. I mean, it's. You know, the caches aren't going to be all that hard to find to begin with. No, it's just getting to them, depending on the, yeah, the rating exactly, that we give yeah. them. So. And, we're, and we're going to try to, uh, last year we, we were rushed again with the listings and didn't really have a good, I didn't like our setup on our listings for, on geocaching. Okay. So this year I'd like to try to get that a little bit better, have a little bit more detail. Okay. Because it was the one that was Million Dollar View, which seemed very easy to me, but sometimes the parking was a bit of an issue. Yeah. And and which way to turn and to follow the, the, that. So we'll make sure that we have... Good information there for that. This yeah, year, so. absolutely. More to follow. We'll do a write-up on Cash Up. We'll keep everybody advised. Yep. And so you uh, probably expect that within the next two to three weeks. Well, at least I would say at least a week before the event. We, we should have all that sorted out, I would hope. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We should have the listings ready to go so. and, and stuff like that. So, we, yeah, we could do a... We'll make sure that there's information there. Cool. On the, on the website. Sounds good. I like the idea of having the two because we, we, you... Did the bonfire before and the breakfast? Given the fact that breakfasts are so popular in New Brunswick, I think that will yeah. Well, the bonfire conflicted with the night orienteering course yeah, yeah. The last two years. So this year, we'll do it down below at the official uh, Funday Park campfire. Yeah, which will end at nine nine thirty anyway. They don't usually run them too late there. They're only maybe an hour long. Yeah, and then if people want to go back and have their own at their campers, it's still fairly early. Or people want to do the night orienteering. Yeah, they can go do that as well. And then, and then yes. Sunday morning we'll have the, the yes. breakfast, so that's running 9 to 12, I think, right? Yeah. yeah. And in the past few years, um, myself and, and the other hosts have actually camped at the, the, the site where the event is. Yeah. And I stayed in those um, buildings the last few years, so I've been there ready. But this year I'm bringing my trailer and I'm staying over north side. So when it says 11 o'clock start... Don't go over there at 9 o'clock looking for me because I'm not going over till 11 o'clock start. <laughs> I'll be over early, of course, to, yeah. to get set up and stuff. But there won't be anybody there until we, you know, okay. half hour or so yeah. before. Yeah, that's kind of the same thing I was yeah. thinking. There's always people that come over early and stuff, and that, that really doesn't bother me. But uh, a couple of years we've had people come the night before. We're, we're just trying to find it to make sure we can find it in the morning. Yeah. That type of thing, so. 
Yeah, and the coins will be available at the on the event day. So Saturday yes. we will have the coins. Um, I'm going to ask that they also be available at the breakfast as well yeah. the next day. So if, if somebody doesn't get back till se or decide they want to stay out late mm. and they, they come back, we'll have them available at the breakfast as yeah. well for anybody else. Yeah. So just you know, bring in your passport. We'll do the same thing. Yeah. You know, passport. Yeah. Uh, make sure you sign the log and all that kind of other good stuff. So uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It should be. I was I there was I think there was a a lot of disappointment at first when we didn't think it was going to happen because it is such a big reoccurring thing now every yeah, year, yeah. and now that we we finally kind of, you know, it got confirmed and everything's good to go, hearing a lot of people are really really yeah. happy and excited, especially about the park. Yeah, they, they uh, the three that I talked to were were quite concerned that they thought it wasn't going to happen. Oh really? The park loves this event, <laughs> and they should. It's getting two hundred and some people in the well, park yeah. on opening weekend. Yeah, exactly. So. Cool. So that's that on Fun Day. We'll have more to go, but I mean, that's it's pretty much yeah, done. Just show up. Just show up and uh, sign the log and enjoy it. I mean, have, yeah, a lot more flexibility now. Yeah. You know, with with coming and going and the and the listings coming out the day before. You know. Yeah. Because I uh, the first two or three years the listings didn't get published until after the event. Oh really? So yeah. You so got the you, you could, would, yeah. You used to come to the event. They'd give you a piece of paper and you had to punch all five coordinates in and you went out with paper copy you didn't have the description so that didn't didn't really work and the listings didn't come out until later that day okay and i it's really not something to worry about it was an acga thing that they worried about it and and they dropped that i think the last year they had the listings actually published that morning okay the, the event so they were out but i'd rather have them the day before everybody can have them loaded up and people could start in the morning and go yeah because we will have people show up at noon at, and they're finished yeah, I mean, and that's, that's perfectly that's, fine. That's perfectly I want, fine, I want people to do what they want to do, not what I'm, what we are telling them or, or forcing them, trying to fit them into this funnel. Yeah, well, uh, it's, I'd it's, rather have it more open. Yeah, and I mean, we we published them early last year, and it, uh, yeah. people were. We got a lot of feedback. People were really like, yeah. "Thank you," and then yeah. they still came to the event because they got yeah. their coin, they signed the log, they, and it helps that there's Wi-Fi in the park now. Yeah, so that really exactly. So, cool. And like I mentioned earlier. Um, about the uh, lanyards, so if you're interested in the cash of lanyard, um, they will be on sale at the uh, at the event. So if you wanna if you wanna pick one up, they'll be there. Um, otherwise, you can get them later on. That'll be our first little foray into uh, yeah into swag. Might have some few a few more uh, prizes this year. Yeah, a few prizes. I do wanna you you mentioned the ACGA, and I do wanna do a shout out to the ACGA, and it, this is just. This is completely unrelated to Fundy, but I just while we were talking and you mentioned yep. it, I wanted to I wanted to send a shout out to uh, to AC, to the the old ACGA because I know they're in the process of, of changing and things are, are kind of yep. happening with them. Um, and once we have some more news on on the direction of that, we can we can share that with our uh, our listeners and our readers. But what I did want to send the shout out to was uh, I I had one of their buffs. The ACGA buffs they sold several yep. years ago. They were really popular. A lot of people bought them and, you know, wearing them at geocaching events and stuff. And I, I brought mine to the Galapagos when I went on this trip. And the, the, the heat there, it's, it's 30 degrees yeah. C every day, 95% humidity. So it's very, very hot and very humid. So I was sweating like crazy. So I brought the, the ACGA buff and I wore it and I put it on, I had it on and then I put my ball cap on top of it just so that it would soak the sweat up so it wouldn't be rolling down my face. And let me tell you, greatest thing I ever wore that whole that whole yeah. time I was there because man did it ever help for me just constantly wiping my face off of sweat because it was so, so hot there. 
Uh, so, you know, big big shout out to the uh, the former guys at the ACGA for having those. Really appreciated it. It certainly came in handy. Well, we should have a big shout out to the to the ACGA anyway for what yeah, they've done. Absolutely. I mean, a lot a lot of this our site perhaps, the funny thing, would not have happened without you know, I, those I few people that, that started that up and, and put a lot of blood, sweat and tears into it. I was on the executive for uh, four years as well. Um, I didn't do as much. ACGA wasn't quite as popular in New Brunswick. Uh, and it, it was popular. Everybody went there, but things weren't really rolling here. Like The core of it was in Nova Scotia because that's where the core guys were. And, and it makes sense, 100%, that they focused on what was close to them. But yeah, but they did a great job, and, yeah. and we wouldn't have this fun day without without the de de oh, determination of Jim Sear. Absolutely, absolutely, without a doubt. Big big shout out to them because they really kind of got the ball rolling. I mean, I, they they kicked off Fundy, they kicked off the uh, Kedjimakijic challenge yeah. that they had. I think this is the last year for that as well. Um, I, I think they've got their they've got uh, their uh, provincial park series. Yeah, it's, uh, Fortress it's, Lewisburg. Yeah, they, so they 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 did a lot of work. They have they were the ones. Well, that's kind of what started at the the plaque exactly. or whatever yeah, for the, exactly. the first cache. Yeah. So I mean, I know that kind of like what you said. It they haven't been as prominent in the New Brunswick area, and, and you, you could there's all kinds of conversations you could have about that, that. goes both ways. Yeah. New Brunswick cashers didn't really push for yeah. stuff. Yeah, and and but I think the one thing is is that it should be noted the fact that the the ACGA. Whether or not they were visible or not, they were there, they were doing things, and, you know, people should know that this, this organization exists, and they are in a, tra uh, a time of transition right yes, now. And, yes, new leadership's taken over. It's going to stay the same thing. It's not a non-profit. There's no official business-type yeah. plan behind it. Now it's just going to be more like what Cash Up is. Yep. Some volunteers taking Volunteers taking over, and, and that's good. It's just, it's time to move on and change, and that happens. It's yep. an evolution. So, but uh, like I said, you know, and and you know the uh, Jim and the other and everybody else from the ACGA. I mean, they they were the ones that kind of yep. basically handed us the New Brunswick stuff, which included Fundy. So we owe them a great big a big thank you and a, a debt of gratitude with that because oh, yeah. the program is really it it was a fantastic program. It is a fantastic program. And uh, it continues to evolve. I mean, I, I was blown. It's a away. model for Canada. The other parks are using. The, yeah. The, the, the thing that Jim Sir drew up, and, and Todd and Brian were were quite involved as well, and others. Uh, but uh, so yeah, you know, good. Uh, yeah. Good big good shout time. out to the to those guys. You know, thank you very much for all the uh, for all the work that you've done, and I'm I am anxious to see kind of where where it goes from here under the. Uh, yeah, under we've the had some discussions with yeah. with the, the new people and and. We're going to offer the same thing to them. They're offering the same thing to us. Let, yep. Let's work together. It's a team and, and make geocaching hopefully better in the whole area. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Um, I think that's uh, all I got for this uh, this month. You can? Yeah, we kind of discussed the, uh, the events that <laughs> happened and the events that are upcoming yeah. all at once. <laughs> yeah, so that's... Normally we do upcoming events at the end, so yeah. just a reminder, oh well, cable guys and, and the flash mobs are coming up. I, I did the last flash mob, which... Was a pouring rainy day with the, the protests, <laughs> fake protests. That was a good one. Yeah, I, yeah, I wish uh, if I would have been in town. I knew I wasn't going to be in town. Plus, I was working. I had to take the day off to head down to hide the caches and and find. Oh me. yeah, you were. So saying. I had a day off from work for that. So yeah, yeah, cool, excellent. So so next month will be May. So we'll probably funny recap. Yeah, we'll do a funny recap. Um, and that'll be a big one because it'll yeah. be a, whatever the kinds of things that came out of Fundy and and all that kind of good stuff. 
um, and any new events and so forth. And we'll be we'll be pushing closer towards the mega. It'll only be a couple months away. That is getting closer. And to reiterate what uh, what Gwen was saying, get your pre registrations in. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's 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 going to be a good event. A lot of hard work's being put into it. Cash Up's had a big part in helping them with their website and some of the other things that we're doing. Um, so, you know, it, it's, it's nothing, I mean, you know, $10 is $10, you know, but it does go towards a, a, a good event and it's, it's going to be a, a great opportunity for people to meet cashes from everywhere. And so definitely, uh, definitely get your name in there. I've already, I paid my registration and my coin and my shirt and I think I even bought a meal too. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I, I, I skipped the meal. I did the coin, shirt and registration Yeah, so. because it's my, uh, Yes, your wedding anniversary. It's my wedding anniversary, <laughs> so I'm going to try to rush home and take my wife out for supper that, that <laughs> evening. So cool. All right, so we will be talking see, to you, and we'll see you in Fun Day. See you at Fun Day. Right on.